Welcome to the Packet Pushers Priority Queue. I visited the 98th meeting of the Internet Engineering Task Force in Chicago, courtesy of Huawei, who helped to fund travel for no reason other than to help us get the good word out about what the IETF is doing. And to that end, we're speaking with several working group leaders and other IETF participants about what's on their minds. Uh, today we have Benoit Claes. Uh, Benoit and I met at Cisco Live Europe earlier this year and got into a conversation about uh, Yang and telemetry, and uh, and thankfully we were able to have a follow-up conversation today about those topics uh, for you. So, Benoit, would you introduce yourself? All right, so good morning. So, I'm Benoit uh, Claes. I've got two hats here. One is from Cisco, where I'm a distinguished engineer, and I work on automation. And the other one here, the ITF, is... I'm the responsible era director for operations and management. Okay. So, Yang. Um, this Yang. has been on my mind a lot lately because it just seems to keep popping up. Uh, I see the term uh, all over the place, and I've been uh, digging into the, the modeling language, what it's capable of and what it's good for, trying to understand it. So, uh, just, just for, for the folks, give a high level. What is, uh, if they haven't heard of Yang, or maybe they're not really familiar, can you give us a high level? What is Yang? Right, good. So, uh, Yang is a data modeling language, right? It allows you to, uh, to provide a syntax and a semantic of what you want to manage on devices. Uh, out of that, we create Yang modules. I want a Yang modules to manage an interface, uh, ISIS, BGP, you name it. Mm -hmm. And then what we're going to do is we're going to go on a device and configure stuff. Now, how do we do that? We use protocols and use encodings. Uh, okay. Protocols such as NetConf, RustConf, gRPC, encoding such as XML, and, and, JSON. And that's a big big thing to understand. Yang is a modeling language. It's a reference. It is not a interface you, you write to or, or anything like that. That's right. So if we know about the SNMP world, uh, what we have is that we have MIP modules, right, mm -hmm. that are accessed via SNMP. And MIP modules are written by SMI, the SMI language. So if you want to compare this, this is like Yang is like the SMI of SNMP for Yang models. Mm -hmm. Make okay. sense? Yes. Okay. Okay. Now, a lot of people, you brought up SNMP. A lot of people compare SNMP and Yang, suggesting Yang maybe is the successor to SNMP. Is that, is that a fair comparison? Okay. Let's get the terms right because it's a technical audience, right? We've mm. got like a data modeling language in SNMP. I mentioned this is SMI. In Yang, this is the Yang language itself, Right. Now we create in the SNMP world, we create MIP modules. Mm. In the Yang world, we create Yang modules. Mm. Then we access router and switches with SNMP on one side and with RESCOF, NETCOM, GRPC on the other side. So comparing SNMP and Yang, this is comparing like orange uh, and an apple. Yeah, that's kind right? of the feeling I got for it, yeah. However, your question is, is Yang the new way to manage networks as opposed to SNMP? This is maybe more the question, right? I think maybe that's that's more the root of it, you know. And some people are conflating you know Yang and SNMP, trying to put them on an equal platform. But but right, I think the root of the question really is as we move ahead with uh, management and managing our networks, is Yang going to end up being more of our reference model rather than an SNMP MIB tree? Exactly. Now we're talking. Yeah. <laughs> because SNMP has been good for monitoring. You yeah. know, you do polling. We all do polling on interfaces every five minutes. Uh, great. Uh, Okay, there are some drawbacks, right? If you want to create the routing table, you need to order the, the right information. So there are drawbacks. But SNMP has never been used for configuration. We haven't seen many implementation of uh, read-write uh, MIP modules. Uh, one of the issues there is that uh, it's based on UDP. You need to fit in all the instructions in UDP. And then if you need multiple packets, 
need to keep in mind all the states, and there mm-hmm. is overhead there. While what we did was not come in transactions, right? So it allows you to roll back the transactions. Yes. That's a big thing. So it simplifies uh, code. So for monitoring, I believe we're still going to see SNMP for some time, mm-hmm. including uh, notifications. Now for configuration, what we want is a different way to do it. Okay. Uh, now, you've mentioned uh, uh, NetConf, RESTConf, um, and it's very common that you hear NetConf and Yang spoken in the same breath. W- yes. Why are they paired so closely? So we did that in sequence, right? And initially, Yang was there. Uh, it was bound to NetConf. Because if we looked at, uh, there is one interesting RFC. It's 15 years old, but, uh, you know, just read it. There's one section in there about requirements from operators, and I believe it's still valid. This RFC is 3535. Mm-hmm. And then you've got requirements such as, I want to be able to distinguish config in operational state. I want to be able to configure my entire network. I want to be able to do transaction and rollback. So we did NetConf for that. Mm. Now, in this world of automation, we're based on uh, tooling. The tool chain is equally important as the data models. Now, we had people telling, uh, I want, uh, I have tools around uh, HTTP. So we had like RESTConf, which is a new protocol to, to manage your, your devices. Now, I could explain differences, right? There are differences between NetConf and RESTConf. But in the end, I think that I don't care too much because if we take back the, the Yang as a modeling language, then we create Yang modules, then we encode them and then we use a protocol. Whether protocol is RESTConf or NetConf, whether the encoding is XML or JSON, whenever you work with APIs, you don't care that much, right? As long as you're, you know the interface and you're comfortable with it, that's, that's fine. It's, right. uh, it's a choice. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. So here's a question that I've been you know, pondering on. I've gotten into some Twitter conversations about this, and I think I already know the answer, but I want to hear your take on it. Um, in what way do operators need to care about Yang? Or are, are Yang models going to be something that's, that's interesting mostly to software developers? Right. So uh, that's a good question. Uh, you know, I keep pushing Yang everywhere. However, I would like that in the end, Yang is not that well known by everybody. What do mm. I mean there? I mean that we have like a tool chain where you insert like a Yang model and then directly you can get the API. Now, if you only want to configure and monitor your routers, do you want to know Yang? Not really, right? So uh, there we need to hide the, that Yang is actually used because you want an API to create an interface, full stop. You want it in C++, yeah. Python, etc. I care about the interface that I can use to configure something. Yang's a reference, but it doesn't give me that. It's the API creator exactly. would need to know that. But Now, you mentioned operators. In the end, they want to create services, right? So if they want to benefit from the same tool chain in their controller or orchestrator, they should start from Yang models. So the guys, the operators who want to define new models or generate code, only those guys should know the, the details of, of Yang. And then they create a new service based on multiple uh, network elements. Mm-hmm. Typically, they want to create an L3VPN, right? They need to touch CE1, PE1, PE2, CE2. The transaction will be done by, by NetConf, etc. And if they create their service in Yang, they will get 
they will get the APIs generated directly for them. Make sense? Okay. But as an operator, it would be, like, like occasionally with SNMP, if I can go through the MIB tree and look for specific OIDs that are interesting, that's helpful. Um, a little obtuse sometimes to try to read through OIT descriptions. Um, if I can read a Yang model, is, would that be uh, helpful? It would. And yeah. it, 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 uh, Yang has been made to be readable, yes. Mm -hmm. uh, now, if you want to say, like, uh, I'm going to use RESConf, well, typically you would load uh, Yang into a tool, and it gives you, and we've got that tool in the hackathon, right? It gives you the, the, the path to access that specific leaf in a, in a Yang model. Mm. This is the type of things you need. Yes, okay. And I agree that Yang models are readable. Uh, I pulled some out of a GitHub repository. I loaded them into Sublime Text, uh, my editor of choice. I found that someone had written a syntax highlighter for it, which uh, helped break things out and made it possible to collapse sections and so on. And uh, it, very readable. And uh, most of the ones that I happened to pick had very good descriptions in them as well. So you knew exactly what uh, the various objects were for uh, in there. So, yeah. So I agree, description is, we need to read description, right, to make sure it's the right object. But knowing exactly how to create and design a young model, only a minimum amount of operators, not operators, of people within operators would need to do that. I heard in the IETF, as I said, in several meetings this week, um, the term Yang doctors. Are those right. people that are able to create the models? Uh, yes, but mainly these are the people helping people design their Yang models. Ah. In the IETF, we're trying to do Yang models in, for every technology. I've got maybe like more than 220 Yang models in the IETF right now. So we want to make sure that uh, they're done the same way because... The metric for success is not the number of young models you have, but if they work together. Mm. This is the phase where we are right now. <sighs> okay, which is, so there's open, the open, open Config project. We've talked about this on Packet Pushes before a few times. Uh, if you're not familiar with it, go look it up. Um, but the folks at OpenConfig are creating a number of Yang models. And now the IETF, as you mentioned, has, is creating a whole bunch of uh, Yang models. I saw... Uh, like Rob Shakir um, stood up and talked quite a bit about his experience with, because um, he's working on the Open Config project with with modeling and so on. Is there overlap here between the Open Config models and the IETF? Are they going to end up being the same? You know, what, what's the overlap? But so the thing to keep in mind is that we all have the same goal to manage devices, and I believe uh, that it will be very difficult to get the model right day one. It's a dream, right? So we will need to have revisions of those models. Because uh, you're going you're to get a model that's you know, version one, you're going to use it and then realize, oh, it really needs this little tweak or that little tweak based on our experience. Exactly. And not only that tweak for that model, but that tweak to work with different models. Mm. Let's keep in mind that people want to create services out of that. So yes, there, there, are, there is an overlap uh, between the uh, open config set of models and the ITF. Uh, but, you know, we're learning based on code. And again, this, uh, during this ITF, we spent quite some time on what we call the Revisita store, on how to go from intended to applied configuration, right? And, and, and there, uh, the open config ITF, we have different ways to model our Yang models. But the high-level message is that we want to do the same thing. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Absolutely. Okay. Um, and, and, and so I think... Part of the message there is open config is working with IETF and, and vice versa to help uh, bring about the best models ultimately for the community. Right. Now, we have to, to realize that those are not exactly compatible. We're trying to find, uh, we're trying to find a migration path 
Uh, but yes, th there are some incompatibilities between them. Like typically mm -hmm. what you import, so the, the basic root models are, are different. Okay. Now, you mentioned 220 models, and that, I, I mean, it seemed like I couldn't escape Yang. Uh, even when I wasn't looking for it, I'd be sitting in a session uh, in a meeting, and there'd be a draft that would be presented, and then, you know, two or three accompanying drafts, one of which was almost always a Yang model. Why the fervor? Why the excitement about creating Yang models for just about everything all of a sudden? If I compare this with SNMP, what's happening is SNMP MIPS were coming one after the other. With the size of networks today and the frequency of changes, we have no uh, escape path. It must work now. And if you want to create a service, not VPN, I mentioned that, you need like what? Routing, VRF, interface, QoS, uh, right, yeah, everything. Several different components that uh, are required to make up that service. Um, and therefore, you've got to have all these different models that, as you said, work together. Exactly. And now, and by the way, the 220 models that are working on in the IETF right now, in my, uh, I'm collecting everything that I can from the industry, from BBF and IEEE and OpenConfig and, and uh, SysRepo and maybe and all the native models from different vendors, by the way. Maybe I have like 1,500 or 2,000 models. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Oh. So this is what I mentioned, the next phase now. You know, if you look in the standard, the first thing is that you want to sell your stuff, right? And of then uh, what's happening? People start to like it. And then they like it too much. <laughs> and you have to say, well, hold on. Uh, what I need is let's make sure they work together. Mm. And that's what we've been doing in the hackathon. Maybe we'll keep, speak about it later. Well, you brought it up. Let's, let's talk about it now. So there was um, there was a hackathon at IETF 90. Actually, uh, I talked to um, Charles Eckel in a different um, recording about that hackathon a bit. Um, so what happened with uh, Yang in the hackathon at IETF 98? Right. So as I mentioned, uh, the tool chain is equally important uh, to the model. What we've been doing there is... Uh, I do the inventory of all these models I mentioned, right? Uh, maybe 1,500, and I just compile all of them, and I just report this for different SDOs. Uh, for example, we had like the broadband forum, one person coming here and work with us, and we integrated all their models into what we call a catalog, yangcatalog.org. Mm -hmm. So the phase where we are, as I mentioned, is do they work together? So we created this catalog with some metadata about the models, Okay. It comes from the ITF. It's an RFC, working document, individual, because we've got a database search. You want to search about VLAN. <laughs> and then you realize, I've got so many people <laughs> defining a VLAN ID. <laughs> so, so I have a, a, just a basic comparison there. Digging through a GitHub repository, I found that was a, just a collection of Yang models. Uh, it's well organized, and I still had trouble finding things like that, uh, you know, and where they were where else they were called out from and so on. So this is interesting that you get there's a catalog like this. And we've got like a database search. So we could search on anything from a young model, a type def, a container, a list. And then you will get all the models that contains this. And then what I wanted to have is like, where did it come from? IEEE, OpenConfig, IETF. And then it comes from the, the IETF is an RFC. Then maybe there is some maturity level there. And then what I want to add, and we've been having code in the hackathon, is, is this supported, actually, by vendors, mm. right? Because in the end, 
the Yang models that are supported by vendors might become the de facto standard. So, okay, so... Well, okay, I don't want to cut you off. I mean, is there, is there more about the hackathon we should talk about in the catalog? Yeah, maybe, because, you know, if you, if you remember, I said it will be hard to get the model right day one. Right. We've got also this tree of all the imports, knowing if I change this, this Yang model, what is the impact on all the other models from the different from the industry, from the different SDOs who are pointing to it? I, and again, part of this is these models can reference each other. That, that, right. That's a big deal. They import each other, yes. Yeah. So we define the IETF interface Yang model. It's used by BBF, by IEEE, by everybody. And if we decide selfishly in the IETF to say, let me change that, what is the impact mm -hmm. for the rest of the people developing around that? So that's what we did. Mm. And maybe one last thing is that we had like a Yang Explorer. It's a GUI where you just insert your Yang model. You just say merge, edit, etc., interface, whatever. It generates directly the Python code that you need. You just save it and run it directly. That's what I meant initially by I want to hide Yang for the people who don't need to develop Yang models. Ooh, I want to, I want to talk to you about that, that some more, but there's a question I got to ask first, which is about vendor support. So, right. so all these Yang models are out there. Um, it's not something you hear vendors uh, talking about or that that, the, that that reference model is something that they do necessarily support a map to. There's been some thought that while vendors may be a little resistant because if you are creating a model that is a that is common across a lot of different vendors then you've taken away vendor uniqueness and you know then they're going to be extending yang models for their own uh, special snowflake things that their boxes can do that other people's can't and so on you know, what what is the vendor support looking like for yang we have to know that there are multiple types of models the ones that are common i mean if you want to configure OSPF, there are not 10,000 ways to do it. That's right. 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 We will have vendor extensions. However, if we could have, even in my company with multiple OSS and platforms, we could have the same way to configure uh, OSPF. There is a gain. And we will have private extensions to the common Yang models defined as standard. Uh -huh. This is where the value, the value is. Yeah, so like, like you're, you're Cisco. So I mean, right. there's several different operating systems under the Cisco uh, family tree. And if you could configure OSPF the same, no matter which uh, iOS, NXOS, et cetera, that you're using, in your mind, that's a good thing. That's a very good thing. Yeah. I mean, you know, we've been spending way too much resources in industry trying to operate network the same way, uh -huh. right? Uh, you know, I remember, expect in the past, right? You have to go on every single uh, box and say, if this is this platform, I do this. If this is that platform, I do that. I mean, we want to save like OPEX. Mm. That's the goal. So the extensions then would be in the form of what? This would be like a, a, another model that could be imported perhaps by a common model? Yeah, what we did with Yang is that uh, we have great capabilities to augment model. So you take your base model and you augment it with your proprietary, in this case, OSPF extension. Mm -hmm. And then you've got the full coverage. Okay. okay. All right, so back to the, one of the hackathon products. You mentioned a, um, you know, a, a model browser, I think. Is that right. how you put it? A browser. Yang Explorer, yes. And Explorer, okay. And then um, the ability to create uh, something in Python coming out of that, <laughs> that browser. Talk about that a little bit. And, and th this comes from me digging into uh, PYANG and PYANG BIND a little bit uh, you know, on the Python side, which you know, my understanding of PYANG BIND is, 
it creates objects that you can act on in Python directly, um, and that is created automatically for you from the Yang model that you've imported. Exactly. So is this is is this kind of like that? It's exactly that. Okay. Now uh, we have like operators who know they have to move to Yang, but they're not quite sure how to go there. So the, what we did is the Yang Explorer, which is a GUI for maybe the first couple of times where you see I'm creating an interface. So I've got five fields, interface description, the name, uh, if I enable like notification, the type, etc. Then in that tool, you would see the, the RPC encoding that you have, right? And then you could see, oh, this is how it's done in Yang. And then you click on the next button and scripts. And then we have like a link with the, what we call the Yang DK, the Yang Development Kit, that gives you a script in which you see, I inserted interface name there. So now if I want to change it, if I want to duplicate it, if I want to create multiple uh, different scripts for different network elements, I can do that. My goal with this is somehow educational. Because once you know how the scripts are working, mm -hmm. you want to work only with scripts. Mm -hmm. <laughs> That's the point. So, so was the, uh, did this result in some open source tool that I yes. could use now? Uh, where, where would I find it? So uh, we're still working on this. Actually, I did a demo like an hour, an hour ago, and we spent some time troubleshooting one or two details. But uh, yeah, it's on, uh, the Yang Explorer is on GitHub. The YDK is on GitHub. Uh, all the code for the Yang catalog is on GitHub. We're open. Okay, so Yang Explorer, if I search for that on GitHub, it's yes. going to bring it to me. Okay, perfect. I'm interested in that. Uh, which actually leads me to another question, because some people have complained there isn't a lot of tooling uh, for Yang. So, I mean, is this, is this an effort in that direction then? Exactly. Yeah. Now, you mentioned some other toolings. There are some more, right? There is like uh, ODL and the, 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 the Piang Bind that you mentioned. Th mm -hmm. There are some. Uh, sure. And I'm not married to any tooling. I just want to demonstrate the value of this. Yeah, yeah, okay. All right, uh, Benoit, I want to move the conversation from Yang to telemetry. They are somewhat related. Um, you will not escape Yang in there. No, I know, <laughs> I know, I know. <laughs> and, and I mean, we've made a lot of telemetry in the industry lately. It's, it's hit the news. There's been a number of products that have come out that uh, are using uh, network telemetry. Uh, and the whole idea here, folks, if you're listening and haven't heard this term, network devices are pushing data to collectors rather than data being pulled, which uh, Benoit and I were just talking about earlier. So, so Benoit, here's... Here's kind of a big idea question. Um, does push telemetry, is that going to replace SNMP polling, SNMP-style polling at some point, or are these you know, different tools for different purposes? So first off, telemetry makes me smile because it's a big buzzword these days. Uh, <laughs> this week I heard like, uh, okay, telemetry uh, to push router information, we've got telemetry to push OAM information, telemetry to push flow record information. Well, we've been there, right, with, uh, with Netphone IP fix. But in the end, uh, I think it's a data modeling issue. Uh, if you look, if you want to manage networks, you've got like what? SNMP, uh, Syslog, yeah. IP fix or NetFlow, NetConf, mm -hmm. AAA. We spend quite some time trying to map those data models. Let's take a simple example of an interface. In the SNMP world, it's the IF index, right? Huh? In uh, IP fix, well, we've got two. This is ingress interface and egress interface. Mm -hmm. In Yang, this is like interface. In AAA, it's something else. In Syslog, I don't even speak about that, right? It's, <laughs> <laughs> right. <laughs> yep. So uh, the idea there is to... Uh, 
the same young models we've been discussing, and then to use this as information to push the data. And then to, to answer to your question, I see this as replacing SNMP ah. polling. Why? First of all, to combine those two data models, right? How do you know that uh, in SNMP, you have to set if admin status, and then you will see the answer in if upper status? Well, it's because you know it, right? What we want huh? to do is use the same data model and automatically set something and via telemetry, whenever there are some changes or whenever, you know, periodically you receive the information. Another value of this is we're all polling the interface counters. Yes. How many times? One per NMS. Yes. And, you know, by the principle, if it doesn't break, don't touch it. We're overloading routers with just polling the same thing every five minutes. <laughs> What if we would just change that and say, let me change it and, uh, you know, I'm going to push it every five minutes to whoever subscribed to this uh, telemetry data. Mm -hmm. That's a big change, right? Mm. So I believe into this data model-driven telemetry to combine what we configure, what we monitor. Now, there are things like exporting from ASICs, Right. Uh, mm -hmm. Yeah, this is like slightly different. I wish they would export directly into Yang, but you know, there we've got a scalability issue. It has to be fast. So, uh, listeners at home, if you uh, if you've never done this before, something fun to try is uh, find a box, particularly an older one, and just pull something massive out of the SNMP tree. Do some massive walk of uh, of interface. And, uh, and just, just watch your CPU spike. You'll give yourself a heart attack if you've never done this before. It's, uh, it's fun the first time you make that mistake in, on a production box. Or if you want, just do a debug as an MP, and you will see how many times people are just uh, fetching the interface counters. Mm. It's more of an impact than you'd think. Oh, yes. Okay, so, so I want to follow up what you were just saying, because at Cisco Live Europe, we got into a conversation about uh, telemetry, and the format, that the data record format for telemetry that comes off of some boxes. And you were making the argument that you know, across the industry, we should have standardized record formats for telemetry. If I understood you right, I don't want to put words in your mouth. but Not specifically record formats, because then we go back to uh, NetFlow with you know, NetFlow version 5 with a fixed record. Mm -hmm. But the same source of information. So let's say that you're configuring routing with NetConf, RESConf, right? Maybe you want to know whenever something changes in your routing table, you want to push the information, the same one, only the subtree for routing, right? This is the, the, the value of that. Okay, okay. Now, is there an expectation then that uh, across the industry there would be some uniformity to the telemetry you get off of a box? Because right now everybody's is different. Juniper's is different from Arissa's, which is different from Cisco's, and even within the Cisco family, it seems like there's some different telemetry models getting kicked around. If you base the information you're monitoring yeah. on the Yang data models, we're good, right? Because then the output should be conformant with that model. Exactly. Yeah. Now, to come back to what you mentioned about uh, Cisco Live, yes, if it comes from NASIC, well, again, I would like it to be Yang compatible to compare it, but then you just want to push the data as fast as possible. And this is a scalability issue I mentioned there, that it's a trade-off. Mm. Do I have my data in Yang and then I need more processing or I just push them? Now, for everything which doesn't come from the ASICs, I would like to have Yang. Mm. So I don't need to map anything. 
Is that a pipe dream? Are you just one voice crying in the wilderness? Or uh, is that... I'm a dreamer. There are a lot of people that uh, agree with your point of view here. On the data modeling telemetry? Yeah. Yeah, Yeah, sure. Yeah, this is the value of it. Mm. So at at the moment, are there any products out there you're aware of where their telemetry records do conform to some kind of a standard model, uh, whether it's OpenConfig, IETF, or something else? Well, in my company, we we have both of them. I mean, in NetConf, we're we're dealing with Yang PubSub, which is also like telemetry, and we have got like the open config telemetry. Yes, there are a couple of differences between the two models, right? Mainly in the protocols and the encodings, which I mentioned I don't care too much about. Yeah. <laughs> uh, and, but things such as subscription and sending periodic data versus uh, based on uh, changes, uh, you know, thing like that. Hmm. But same principle, one is in the ITF, one is in open config with some differences. Mm-hmm. Okay. Um, I noticed there was discussion in the IETF meeting this week about uh, Yang Next version 1.2. What is driving that discussion? And I think it seemed like part of the argument was, you know, guys, it's a little early for this. We're at Yang 1.1. We don't really want to be pushing into 1.2 yet. And then some other people were saying, well, no, we need to for a variety of reasons. Can you inform us about that discussion? Right. So uh, we need to have models that are deployed and for which there is code. While doing this, we learn a lot, right? We had like one person uh, mentioning NetMod how much code they could reduce by having this extension. So I believe that we want to listen to those guys. The big question is, do you want to do a Yang 1.2? And then there is like, what is the message here? Or do you want to work with extensions, which is something we could right, do in, yeah. in, in Yang models? And the conclusion was that, okay, let's work with extensions then we could do more experiments there. And whenever we're ready, we're going to have a next version of Yang and say those extensions could come by default next version. If we stick with extensions then, is this anything that developers or operators need to be especially concerned about? You know, the versioning or the changes that would be coming down the line? doesn't sound like it's something that's going to impact existing models uh, too badly. By extensions, we mean Yang language extensions. Yeah. So adding a new, a new keyword is an extension in a Yang model. Okay. That's what we mean. Now, I agree with you, we're going to have an issue of uh, revisions but of young models in the industry, but that's a different one. Well, that's okay. So that gets interesting because you could say, I am Yang 1.1 compliant, but not necessarily honor the extensions. No, no, no. You would say, I'm Yang 1.1 compliant, and I support those extra extensions, ah, okay. which is different. Yeah. Now, I mean, there are pros and cons because then your NMS would have to say, if this extension, I do this. If that one, I do that. But, you know, we're, we're learning. Hmm. So uh, we should make sure that uh, it's based on code, right? And whenever we learn from code, then there is something to be changed. How fast is all of this happening? I mean, there's, and I ask that in the context of, there are certain companies that seem to be flying ahead with this and these changes are very important to them and there are a lot of other companies that are going, I'm not aware that anything's happening. My world is just fine. So how quickly do these changes that we're seeing happen at some of the bigger companies trickle down to the rest of the industry? So, you know, if we speak about the IETF, because we're based on a consensus, Mm -hmm. we are never fast enough for some companies. For some companies, yeah. Yes, right. The other ones are telling, I'll wait until it's stable. So that's the issue. I'm quite happy we have like early adopters 
who come with conclusions and code and cookbook and, and all this. Mm. Yes. And, and lots of vendor involvement. I mean, it sounds like as these things do become uh, stable, that, uh, that vendor support is going to be broader, which means companies that are making management software, network management tooling and so on, are going to say, well, this is stable. I'm going to start making products based on this. They're going to they're gonna have the ability to innovate without feeling it's too risky. You know, I can tell you that many vendors are, are implementing those Yang models today, mm. right? So uh, in this Yang catalog I mentioned before, uh, I'm trying to also get which one are supported. So I'm hoping all the vendors to, to put their what they support in GitHub. Why? We have too many models to support. We have to pick the right ones, right? So if you we can't would, support the fifteen hundred odd whatever models are out there, right? That, that's right. Yes. Yeah. So, uh, for example, for my company, we put everything we support in GitHub. Okay, so you you said my company is in Cisco. That's right. And so uh, all of the models that are out there for Cisco are in some sort of a Cisco maintained repository. Right, Cisco maintained GitHub repository available for everybody. Yeah, yeah, and I, I know other vendors are doing much the same thing. Juniper and the rest, yeah. I've seen uh, repositories out there as well. So ben Wama, there's one issue you could bring some clarity uh, for me. There was a meeting I was in, and there got to be a lot of discussion and back and forth about data stores and how dealing with different data stores was going to impact uh, Yang, possibly, and a lot of people at the mic and back and forth and discussion. Can you help me understand that? Because I felt like I was missing a bit of that conversation. All right, very good. So, uh, you know, whenever we want to link the uh, operational state to the config, config state, right? I want to set an interface and I want to see if it's correctly set up, right? Mm -hmm. this, this is also called like the intended and apply status, right? So we have designed in, uh, in NetMod and NetConf working group what we call the revised data store, which means that we would have multiple views of the same data. What is the intended and what is the applied values for those? This is what so, I want. This is what I've actually got. Right. Yeah. Exactly. Uh, now, to do that, in, there is an impact on the Yang models because, it, you know, in the past for the Yang models, you would have like a config tree mm -hmm. with some values and then a dash state tree where we would have the same value duplicated in Yang models, right? Now, Mm -hmm. If we have multiple views of the same data, there is no need to do that. We could have a single tree with all the leaves in there, and then I could access it with the intended view yes. or with the applied view. I get it. So you don't have to right. You don't have to put more objects in the tree. It's the same same tree. You just look at yes. it from, from through a different lens. Yeah. So the question is, how do we want to solve that by duplicating objects in Yang models or by having the same objects uh, with different views of the object? The consensus in the ITF was we want to have a single list of objects, but I'm going to access it via different views. It means that a couple of young models we've been doing might be revised, but the big question is what do we do for new models? And uh, what do we do with the models in transition, right? Because this, there's 220 models in flight right now, as you've said. That's yeah. right. So this was the whole debate of this week, right? Ah. So the direction is for future work, we want to go with a combined tree, and the revised data store, meaning multiple data store, multiple views. So what working group is focused on those sorts of details? I mean, there's Yang models all over the place, if you look, right. but, but the work on Yang itself is happening where within the ITF? So we've got two main working groups, which is one is called NetConf. Mm -hmm. It stands for the NetConf protocol. However, 
I just have a new charter proposal where the NetConf would become network configuration. That's a big difference because we have NetConf, ResConf, we might have more protocols, right? Uh, and then the second group is NetMod, for that, that creates uh, Yang language, etc., and a couple of Yang models that don't have any homes in any working groups. But the primary customer of, this Yang, of these Yang models is the routing area. And then we've got some expertise as well. These are the first ones really using all these models to, to have a good story. Making the models, then NetConf and NetMod, and then primary use of the models is in the, uh, the, the routing. Right. Yeah. And they are developed their own models in routing. Yes. Makes sense. Okay. Okay. Well, Benoit, this has been great. Uh, very informative. You've cleared up a number of things for me. There's some people on Twitter I can answer a question to now uh, about operator interest in Yang and who's <laughs> going to really have to care. Uh, this has been wonderful. Now, are you social at all? Do you uh, have a Twitter account that people can follow? Or do you blog anywhere? Anything like that you'd like to share? So I'm available on LinkedIn. And uh, I blog from time to time, but I will blog more on my own website, hmm? claes.be. So my last name and BE like Belgium. That Maybe it. you heard I'm, I have like kind of accent. <laughs> <laughs> and that's where people could find me. That's wonderful. Thanks for taking the time to record with us today. I'm Ethan Banks at EC Banks on Twitter. And this has been the Packet Pushers podcast. So thanks for listening today. And our thanks to Huawei for helping to make this special series from IETF 98 possible. You can find this in many more fine, free technical podcasts along with our community blog at packetpushers.net. Follow us on Twitter at Packet Pushers. You can find us on LinkedIn. You can like us on Facebook. And if you would, please rate us on iTunes. Last but not least, remember that too much technology would never be enough. <laughs>